What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Hello and welcome to episode 95 of Star Wars and Scotch. I'm one of your hosts, Tim, a.k.a. Darkness429 on the internet. Also, join, joining me, oh, sorry, on this side, this side, Kevin, a.k.a. KevinXVision on Twitter, KMagic101 in a previous life, and uh, we're Star Wars and Scotch. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, before we kick off, Kevin, before we go into anything else, I have to make sure that everyone is drinking their King's Coast coffee this morning. So if you don't have a delicious cup of King's Coast coffee with you right now, head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com. We're going to be celebrating our fifth anniversary very, very soon, very, very soon coming up in September. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com or head on over to our roastery on Long Island. So if you live in the the greater Long Island area, uh, in somewhere in on, New York, maybe on. Not Did I say in? in? On, he knows. On. No, you, you got it right. I'm just oh, reminding it's them. like, oh, I messed up. Okay, so yeah, if you live on the the island or within the greater New York area, please make sure to head on over to Kings Coast Coffee in Bohemia. Check them out. Go say hi to Lindsay to Wayne. Or those are the people you're gonna see. You see them on Gabby. TikTok. You see them on Instagram. Gabby's there. Mm-hmm. Lots of and people, Fran. lots of lots of friendly Fran. people. You might see Fran if she's there when she's not trying to save the world. So if if yeah, if you, if you go and you see Fran, make sure you say hello to Aunt Frond because that's what my kids call her, Aunt Frond. I don't know why. I think one of them said her name wrong and it just stuck. So uh, Aunt Frond, you can go say hi. I didn't know your kids uh, are German. Uh, yeah, actually, my no, wife no. is no, I know. part. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird because uh, I'll tell that story another time. Aunt Frond. Uh, Aunt Frond. Uh, Really excited to announce that Rare Drop Roleplay is doing a six-episode run 
in Middle Earth. We will be having an adventure in the second age of Middle Earth. Cast announcements are coming. I'm just so excited about this. It's going to be live uh, during the run of Rings of Power. It's a six-week run. I believe there's a break in between uh, for a week or two because of TwitchCon and, and a few other things. But while Rings of Power is on Amazon, we will be doing a campaign. Uh, and all of the announcements are coming out very, very soon. Second Age of Middle Earth. I can't wait till you see who's going to be our dungeon master. That is the most exciting part of all of this. Uh, for for this adventure uh, and our cast, obviously, as well. So make sure that you uh, stop by and you make sure you're following uh, Rare Drop Roleplay uh, as well on Twitter and Rare Drop across the board. We announced it on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, and the reception so far has been super, super Fantastic. excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited. Tim! Not a ton of Star Wars stuff, but, man, the stuff oh, that you have is meaty as hell, juicy. dude. I say we go straight for the jugular. You want to go straight for the jugular right off the bat? I don't know. I think we should save it. All right. We'll save it for the end. We'll save it for the middle. Let's save it for the middle. We'll save it for the middle. Or maybe we'll do it at the end. You might just have to listen and and wait, person. (laughs) Uh, First things first, uh, more details on Andor. Obviously, we talked about last week Andor being delayed, but the first three episodes will be out the day Andor releases in September. three? I thought it was two. Three. Oh my! Oh, that's right. No, we did talk about that. That's right, because it's going to be like essentially a, a movie. Rings of Power is two. They're releasing two on the first day. Is Ring uh, of Power is it? Is it? Uh, is it clocked in about an hour a piece? Uh, I don't know if they release runtimes on that yet. So but essentially, we're getting a Lord of the Ring movie as well. <laughs> this is going to be like, awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah. And then we have like we've been saying, we have House of the Dragon comes out on Sunday. So yeah. like, if you are a nerd. This is the this might be the best two three months of us. television ever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but but what we've been speculating about so much with Andor, we've used the James Bond example, we've used the Mission Impossible example, yeah. And director Tony Gilroy oh. says that Andor shares the same aesthetic as the Jason Bourne films. So we hit the nail on the head. Not the right espionage spy situation. Yeah, but we were very close. But man, yes. Jason, oh, I love I love the Bourne Identity movies. They're so good. I love the memes where they're like, oh my God, it's Jason Bourne. And then it's like some dude falling off something from doing parkour. <laughs> or um, so director Tony Gilroy opens up on stylistic choices and says, I had been trying to get people to make an acoustic action movie because action movies had gotten so bombastic in the 80s, they were just enormous. Mm. You're talking about, you know, the the 80s has die hard and movies like that. Uh, So when Bourne came along, we went way down to nothing. It was about making it real, keeping someone you really understand and really care about in a place that you understand the geography of, which is important in Star Wars, with stakes is much more involved than a guy on a train with 15 machine guns and a helicopter coming down. (laughs) That aesthetic that that's John Wick, but they do it right. Um, That idea does carry over to Andor because we are on the ground with these people so that everything that we do has an intimacy and an acoustic nature to it within the grandeur of Star Wars. I mean... I was already sold. You're just dragging me deeper into the hole with a comment like that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be exactly what we thought it was going to be. It's gonna be shot in that same lens as Rogue One, right? Rogue One was mm-hmm. very much of that same style. It was it was boots in the ground. It was dark. You really got to feel emotions that you, that aren't really showcased very well in Star Wars. You know that the 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 dark 
you know, like the the despair, the depression uh, that the empire, you know, put on on you know all these people in the outer rim areas. So, I, I think that's definitely going to be showcased a bunch. You know, I love that they're they're going for this like Jason Bourne kind of vibe. You know, again, that's exactly the idea that we are kind of hoping for when it when it mm-hmm. came to how this movie was shot. But now, kind of under like I, I've watched all those all those Jason Bourne movies. Fantastic. So kind of like understanding the pacing of what to expect to a certain degree. You know, it's like that has me even more excited because those Born Identity movies are just they're great. They just they have a really good pacing to it. And it's always a fun watch. So uh, I'm sold. I'm I'm like you said, like I was already sold and I'm even more excited now. Uh, And knowing that we get two seasons of this with 12 episodes apiece, like we're going to get 24 episodes of secret agents, espionage, yeah. Star Wars. Like, that's dope. That is a really cool part of Star Wars that doesn't get showcased enough. And now we've got we've got two seasons worth of it. So I'm excited to see how they set the... Like, because going back to how they filmed this episode, it's raw. You know, they didn't use the, they didn't use the volume. They didn't use... They used all practical sets. Mm-hmm. That, you know, so again, they probably used a lot of practical effects. You know, so like the explosions are going to be real. You know, again, a, a lot of Rogue One style. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Filmography. Uh, not, the, that's not the right word. Cinematography. There we go. Um, you know, the same type of cinematography where it was uh, it was just all practical. And I just I really appreciate that because it kind of leans more into the original Star Wars feel as well. Star Wars was all about practical effects, puppets, etc., and then we got away from that, and now we're getting back into it. And I really, really like that he was very adamant about making sure that they they didn't do it in the volume because a lot of a lot of the Star Wars shows that we've watched lately have been on the volume. But I think it's because they the style that they're going for is very, very different than what they're trying to accomplish here. It's not going to be the big set pieces. It's going to be very like narrow shots. It's going to be really dark and in your face. So you know the volume wouldn't really add any anything to it. I mean, it might give you like a cool backdrop, but if you if you have the budget to do practical, I think that always makes it more timeless and it sells the story a lot more than just throwing a bunch of CGI at it. It also speaks to locations. Like if you're out in the woods, there's not a ton of reasons to do, you know, use the volume. If you're on a planet like Felucia, yeah, you might want to use yeah, the volume. Sure, yeah, because like all of that is like asinine, like massive mushrooms and big, mm-hmm. like weird uh, plants and whatnot, but yeah, it, it, it depends on where they are, and and yeah. for Je- and for Jetta, it worked it worked out really really well. Jetta, which yeah, was, I think it, we go to Jetta in this show if we if the clips in the trailer are correct. I don't know. That one guy from Rogue One seems to be standing on a planet that looks a lot like Jetta. I forget his name. The guy with the mask. Oh, oh, he works for Saw Gerrera. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of his name, but maybe potentially. I mean, I don't, <clears throat> but you could do Jetta in a desert on location shot. It wouldn't like, for sure. but if you wanted the city, you know, you might want to, I don't know. I would, they're, they're... I would, I would love to see the Jedi temple. That's there. Just, just right there. Oh, just before. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. Before they blow it up. It'd be very interesting. One thing I mean... real quick. I, I've never showed this off. Actually. If, if you're a fan of rare drop sports, this is the modded Xbox we use to make NCAA college football revamped. If you'll notice, it is a R two D two modded so cool. Xbox, and when you turn it on, it gives me a little. That's fantastic. I love that it's yeah. all unplugged too. Well, it wasn't working yesterday, so I'm oh. trying to fix it. I was trying to figure out how you were making that work. It's like, look what we use for our productions: unplugged 
It's wireless. <laughs> um, but getting back to Andor, yeah, I, I, I think that taking that spice that I have a feeling that this will will mimic what Rogue One did, which it'll be one of the best Disney Plus shows because Mandalorian did it too. The less you put a Force user at the center or a familiar character at the center, it mm-hmm. seems to be more well received. Yeah. Uh, but on the same token, people were gaga over obi-wan and it felt almost like we got closure at the end of obi-wan because obi-wan wasn't a force user until the very end he was a broken guy who was scared most of the time until like right up until the end so i think that's why people people were able to connect with him more they were able to feel it he's also one of the like he's just he's he's daddy kenobi dude i mean like he just he's one of the most beloved characters thanks to clone wars but also, it's just, I think the way that they represented Obi-Wan, people were able to connect. And I think that's why people connected so well with Rogue One, too, because, yeah, like you said, it wasn't a force-wielding superhero. It was just normal people. And that's what, Star Wars, that's what Star Wars needs to lean, lean into more, is just normal people stories within this universe. Speaking of Daddy Kenobi, I am loving all the TikToks of all of the people that are like, why did Padme choose Anakin when Daddy Kenobi was there the entire time? And they're showing all these like sexy shots of Obi-Wan and stuff. Obi-Wan had had the Duchess, though. That's why. uh, Yeah, that is true. That is true. I really thought we would get a flashback of Satine in the in the show when they told us to watch the older episodes. But I just really wanted you to know how broken and messed up he was. He went through all that. Yeah, because yeah, because when you go to the other content, you really get to learn that he hasn't had he's because he's in the main content. He's this pious guy, and you know he just kind of does his thing. And then you go to the other side, like oh, he's experienced a lot of bullshit too. Okay, he's just like me. Um, Cover that in Brotherhood too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on Thrawn, and then now I'm going back and doing Lord of the Rings stuff because I just started Shadows of the Sith, and oh my god, it's so good. The How first two chapters are so awesome. I'm like chapter three. I literally, I literally started it on the cardio machine yesterday. Um, what are they? What? 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 Where did you leave off? Um, I want to track your journey on this. Ray's parents just ran into the um, the new or, or the new uh, Republic. Okay, and they met the officers. And, yeah, they just and met the. the yeah, the, so like they were getting chased by pirates, and the X wings come and save the day. Okay. And so right. and so I'm just like, oh, this is really interesting. Also, is his name not what's his name? What's the dad's name? It's not David. I uh, keep on hearing Oh my god. What is right? his, what is his his name? I, I know it. Ray's dad. What the hell's his name? It's I it's, kept on hearing it and I was like, is it David? <laughs> no, it's not. I know it because they said it a thousand times. Dathan. Uh, Dathan? Dathan? That's D- what it was. Nathan, Nathan it, with a D. I want. I wanted it to be David and Nathan together, and Dathan. That's what it was. It's it was throwing Dathan me off. Dathan and Miramar. Dathan Mir- and Miramar. Is it Miramar? Miramar. Miramir. 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 Dathan and Miramir. What a weird. What a weird. Well, I love how I love how Ray's mom is like the engineer. Like she's like she's self-taught. She could fix anything. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's where Ray gets it from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And she gets and, all the baggage like- from her dad. Nice. Love it. Yeah, well, I mean, man, that's real. That's some real world book, shit, dude. <laughs> the kid, the kid grew up on Exegol, so in the beginning of the book, I think we can uh, establish that. Uh, yeah, he hasn't exactly had a cakewalk of, of yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then uh, I don't know if you saw Adam Christopher, who's the author of the book, responded to our post about it, uh, one of our clips on Twitter, oh. uh, saying, glad you enjoyed the book. So uh, one of us will probably hit him up later and be like, you want to come talk to us about the book when Tim's done with it? Um, and see uh, see if we can maybe get him on. But that was cool That'd to see fun. him. You think he's like just going on Twitter and like typing <laughs> Shadow of the Sith and then seeing what posts come up? Probably. So people think about his book. Yeah. You ever just I don't put know out if I content? You want to see? That. Oh, please! You were a content creator at one point. Did you ever just put out a piece of content and hope to God people like it? I mean, yeah, but I stopped creating content for. Okay, but you I mean like you know how it feels? I'm sure he's the exact same way. I wonder what, I wonder what all these shitlords are saying about my stuff. Fair, fair. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, there's not there's not really anything bad you can say about that book. I, just, I really like. I, I love the way it even just opens up. It just sets the tone for everything that's going on. Lando's kids missing. I'm like, oh, he has a daughter. This is cool. Well, he has he has probably more than just one daughter. I was gonna say Lando has many. Children Lando he was know about fucking the in the galaxy. Wait till you get to the part where they talk about his cape closet. That is not a plot point or anything. But he literally <laughs> panel buddy. They reference it as Lando's cape closet, and I'm like, yes, he would have a closet like it's like it's like your wife's shoe rack, but mm-hmm. Lando's cape closet. Sure. Lando, it's ah, uh, hand. You need a you need a cape. <laughs> I'm on my cape closet. <laughs> Please bring them back to do more young adventures of 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 Han and, and Lando. I just Please, need some though. childish Gambino in there, dude. Oh man, his uh, bonfire is the opening to my workout playlist. By the way, oh, that's a good and song. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is Lando Calrissian, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm into this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Star Wars Revelations points to time shenanigans in the Force, Tim! I've been saying this forever! You haven't been saying anything for forever. I have not been talking about time traveling through the Veil of the Force and all that fun stuff and the multiverse of Star Wars. No, you were just just throwing pasta at the wall and hoping it was going to stick. Well, it stuck. Star Wars Revelations, a special one-shot coming in November and revealed here exclusively promises to point to the future of Marvel's Star Wars line. Currently set after Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back. So we're between five and six in this one. The tale finds Darth Vader seeking out the eye of Webbish Bog on Mustafar. Okay, all right, so hold on. Can we talk about this real quick? Okay, so we had, so for, for Webbish, for the eye of Webbish Bog, we had we had renders we had we had conceptual artwork of what this was going to look like it's at the end of uh it's oh shit is it in episode 9 or no 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 it was when it was the they were doing it was the, supposed to be the beginning of episode 9 it was supposed Kylo. to be the beginning of episode 9 and this all came from a, a another another script that was written it was another it script was the, for episode nine. It was the script nine. we read the comic for that was made a few, right. like last year. Yeah. That one. Yeah. So that's how it starts. And Kylo's supposed to go find Sky and Mustafar. So now, and we know that Vader had had already talked to this guy. So now we actually get to see what should have been in episode nine, which I'm so excited for. But we're gonna get we're gonna get to see the Mustafar that's all messed up. That like the Mustafar that we know, not the Mustafar that Kylo Ren saw in episode nine. So, the, the, but honestly, in the time in the time period on Mustafar, right there is the same time that Vader Immortal is happening. So we could see a really cool crossover with that VR game and this show, because this is where 
Invader Immortal in the, is it the first, is it, is it volume one or volume two? You get to a point where you're on the, you're on the castle, you're on the top of the castle and Vader has this like, um, he's talking to this hooded figure and you have no idea who he is. And he's just a, uh, just a, just a dark Sith user. And this guy is like leading Vader to resurrecting Padme. And so essentially like the, the people who live underground and in hiding in Mustafar help you stop Vader from doing that and restore Mustafar. So long story short, that's how that works. So I'm curious to see if any of that kind of crosses over into, into revelations. So, um, the, the IF Webbish bog was from Colin Trevorrow's original script. And I believe they canonized it by putting it in one of the comics recently. So I think we're returning to it. If I, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, I'm on. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it says encounter with Vader on Wikipedia. And if you guys don't remember what this is, this is the weird spider looking creature that's sitting on top of a head. Mm-hmm. So kind of, and he's in the swamp. So kind of like just like just to kind of jog your memory a little bit. If you can think back to the the renders that were like the creative drawing that we saw of this, it's Kylo Ren walking up to this this bog, and there's like the spider thing that's sitting on top of this like just weird looking massive gigantic head, a humanoid head. So I would love to know more about that too. Like, is that like a dead force user that he is like leeching, you know, the like energy from, and he's kind of just like a succubus. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to learn more. The eye of Webbish Bog was a spider-like being that existed on the planet Mustafar. It was locked in symbiosis Called with it. a blind giant living, living within a lake near the Corvix Fen. Oh, the giant's alive? Apparently. It encountered oh. the Sith Lord Darth Vader during the Galactic Civil War when Vader was punished by Emperor Palpatine for his past failures. So, he's canon. Ooh, so that part's really cool. When um when Vader when Vader starts to go on his like his little um vengeance journey, uh the Emperor gets really pissed off. He's like, What you been doing? And Vader's like, Well, you know, I've been kinda off doing my own thing. He's like, Well, I sense a lot of I sense a, a, a lot of doubt in you. And he he, he was he said something along those lines. He essentially just he force lightnings him and then chops all of his limbs off. Sends him to, and then he go takes him to Mustafar, and he's like, "I'm gonna leave you the way I found you," and sets his ass on fire again. Like, just literally, he's like, "We have to start from the beginning," is what he says. He's like, "We have to start from the beginning now and start your training all over again." So he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you the way that I found you, burning on Mustafar." So he chops his limbs off, takes all his armor off, and leaves his ass there, and then tortures the shit out of him until he gets his shit together. Like, how messed up is that? Wild, right? Yo, no, it definitely. I mean, like, oh no, it didn't work. It just made him more spiteful and angry. <laughs> that is, that is pretty. That is pretty messed. Up. I think I read that somewhere. I don't think I read when he does. It. He does it in the comics. Yeah, it's in the comics. But so I'm looking at the Darth Vader comic where he's actually sitting in front of the the Webbish Bog. So now I want to go through it. I want to go read this. I love the Vader comics. Whenever, like, actually, like, make time for myself and sit down. They're Star really Wars comics fun. are really good. It's just making time to sit down. That's the whole thing. Is like they're just they're them. good. They're good reads. They're just really really fun. They have a good flow to them. That the the, mm-hmm. the artwork alone, just like putting it up on the iPad, like pulling up the Marvel comic book app on the iPad, is probably visually 
one of the best comic book experiences I've had. Like, like I, I remember having comic books and being upset that my finger would smudge the ink on comic books. And I got really upset about that because I was like, oh, I love this comic book and I don't want to ruin it. And I know like, like that shows you like, oh, wow, you really liked your comic book. Look, you kind of like smudged it with your thumbs and stuff. But like for me, like now I don't have to worry about that. Now I can like zoom in and I can look at all of the really beautiful detail that the artists have put into this work. That's why I stopped buying comic books like at the store because they put it on that crappy paper where it would smudge. And yeah, I started buying graphic off. novels at Barnes and Noble because it mm -hmm. was on that nicer glossed paper. Yeah. Um, and that's what the iPad reminds me of is those graphic novels. And you can read single issues on the Marvel app, DC, IDW, Dark Horse, whatever you're into. Um, so I got yeah, to start no. reading the Sandman. Just thinking of comic books, I got I to gotta get the graphic novels for Sandman. I am loving that show. That's DC, right? It is DC, and it's really yeah, okay. good. Yeah, I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. Um, back to the Eye of Weber's Bog. Uh, um, we all know that the Force can be used to glimpse the present, the past, and possible futures. We've yep. known this from a myriad of things around the Star Wars universe. Guggenheim tells StarWars.com, well, the Eye is going to show Vader all of the above, including moments that will be coming into play in 2023 all across the Star Wars universe. Oh, they're just using this as a fan service to tease all their future stuff? I mean, he might see stuff from the High Republic. He might you know, see stuff so from, cool from Revan. Is that he might this, see... this plays into exactly where we thought Hayden Christensen would end up. Is getting to do these one-off shows as Vader... And getting to continue to keep that character alive. I love this because they're not making a Vader show. They're just making a show and Vader's in the middle of it. Yep. And I think that's so neat. Because so. I would assume we'll get flashbacks. Like for us to get the, the idea of getting a um an Anakin and Padme flashback could totally happen. I mean, like we got it with we had it with Obi-Wan. And Anakin, like, why wouldn't we get a flashback to them? Like, that one could be really, really cool. Or, like, Ahsoka and Anakin, live action together. We've never seen that before, Kevin. It could happen. That would be so cool. Rosario Dawson, Hayden Christensen just hanging out together? Yes. She's a friend of the family. She's a friend um, of the family. Uh, the other quote from Guggenheim was, it's a real Star Wars story with Vader at the center. So they're pushing this, that this is important to the universe. Yep. <laughs> and and uh so i'm excited i'm excited um what other news cool. we got we get oh this okay so this one's this one's really strange uh disney is re-releasing rogue one in theaters on friday august the 26th with an exclusive look at andor like is not it enough for not enough for me to go to the movies if it was like, if it was a director's cut or if there was well, like the an episode. hour, yeah. Or if there was like an hour of like deleted scenes and they like worked it all back into the movie and it's essentially like a new look at Rogue One with then, you know, uh, yeah. Or even adding in just like normal Rogue One and then it takes you right into whatever, however that would work. Um, there's just, there's not enough about going back and watching Rogue One and then getting to see an exclusive look at Andor a few weeks before the show actually comes out. Like. I'd rather just go sit on the couch and watch Rogue One than yeah, go to the agreed. go to the movie theater. I will say though that seeing Rogue One in the theater was 
Oh, it was an amazing experience. I agree, but I already had that experience. Like, I've already seen it. So, I guess for those that haven't seen Rogue One in the theater and you are comfortable enough to go sit down in a movie theater, I would say go do it. What Definitely are you doing? Do I'm blind. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. <laughs> um, His character was awesome. I would love to see him come back and do more. Well, they, he was they, so much fun. Been, hinting at the order that he's a part of that essentially you know serves the jedi if you will they're like the protectors but they're not like they're force sensitive but they're not jedi right right he was also the speculation there was he was going to be the canonized on screen introduction of the mira luca which is a mira luca race or essentially a race from from knights of the republic that can see through the force they're blind physically but they see through the force like daredevil essentially yeah yeah. Um, so, uh, but that wasn't, he, that wasn't the case. He was just a blind guy, which makes that look. I mean, he was a blind fun. guy that could see because of the force. He just wasn't that race. He was one with the just force and the force was one with him. That scene is just fucking just swinging his bow staff around. Yeah, dude. And it was awesome. Basmel was screaming behind him. Oh my God. <laughs> and then he does it too. Oh God. I'm getting goosebumps. Think about it. Such oh, good shit. Now I'm going to have to watch Rogue One this weekend. God damn it. Got to go back and watch one of the best Star Wars. Star Wars I'm so Star Wars sorry. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. Let's get into it, buddy. <laughs> All right. This is the meat. I said we'd put it in the middle, but it's at the end. So let's, let's just get into it, dude. So Reddit, uh, DMCA's, you name it, came out. Disney went after it, which always makes me believe it's true when that happens. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. Remember when we saw that one act, the Acolyte leaked trailer, and it stayed up for weeks? I'm like, that's not fucking. Like, it looked cool. It looked really neat. It was fantastic. But there was or nothing the about that. Ren one. Ac- yeah, that's. It was like the Knights of Ren trailer, and it was essentially the Witch Queen, the Witch King with the red lightsaber. I was like, that's neat. That looks so cool, but it never came down. Like, that's not real. But if something so, gets DMCA like in the first like two hours, then mm-hmm. so the rumor is this: is that Darth Plagueis is going to be an acolyte. That's the meat and potatoes of it. It makes sense. And it makes a ton of sense given so the timeline, um, because that would mean that this woman, who is the star of this show, was his first apprentice before we meet Palpatine. There could have been one in the middle too, for all we know. Who knows? Um, uh, codenamed Paul, ironically, I thought that was funny. That's Darth Plagueis's codename for, for the script and the show and everything mentioned specific Sith leaders who are running or involved with the acolyte program. Current casting call is a humanoid or humanoid person of color in their sixties lines up perfectly with what we know about Darth Plagueis. Mm-hmm. Leaker previously leaked Tales of the Jedi footage and acolyte details with another Reddit user that were taken down on TikTok via DMCA by Disney. It all lines Dude, up for me in my head. This is gonna be this is going to be how we get tied into the episode three line of I've ever told you the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> like that's that's gonna be that that like that that line could be the opening to the show. It could be it could be the emperor's voice, right? Could you imagine that, dude? If they bring like live action Darth Plagueis, you you that's all I needed. You didn't need to say anything else beyond that. You just needed to say that. Well, he so he's a really cool Sith Lord. He's not he's not physically impressive. 
he is he's mentally not supposed to be he's not supposed to be right because he's a um he's from the banking clan what are those what's that race called i forgot moons um, the mute the mute. Mute, mute yeah yeah that sounds right um mutants yeah. yeah um yep, mute, and, I'm and, right. so, and so they're not they're not physically you know impressive they're not muscular they're very slender they're lanky but they're very very smart and so that's the really cool thing about Plagueis is that he always uses his his science background and mathematics. Yeah, he, he was into like alchemy and engineering. He, yeah, and stuff. he was into science, into biology, uh, all all forms of science, chemistry, uh, alchemy, biology. Um, he you know, he took creatures apart to learn their physiology, to learn how everything ticked, how the force interacted. He had a so in the Darth Plagueis book, he does a lot of study on medichlorians. As much as I hate saying that word. We know that M the M count is not going to go away. And so this is another way to kind of build that story and to make Medichlorians make sense is because of Darth Plagueis. He does a lot of study on these symbiotic organisms that live in everything. So, and that was the hook with Anakin, was that he was claiming that his master had taught him basically the key to immortality. immortality. Which, he by the way, I never put two and two together until a few months ago with that line. That also harkens back to the old teachings from the old Republic of the Infinite Emperor. So if yeah, so so okay, so but he wasn't uh, Plagueis. <clears throat> Plagueis wasn't studying moving from moving your body, like your spirit, from one body to the next. Well, connect, he was connect the dots. Bioengineering, well, no, I, right? I I, under, I agree with you. But like for Plagueis, he was trying to figure out how to extend life via the Force, um, like within that body. He was trying to figure out how to just like stop aging, essentially. So, but if you look at Palpatine, Palpatine knew that his body was was failing, so he that's tried to recreate he... new bodies, and that's the bioengineering part that I get stuck on because it's almost a blend of the two. It's the spiritual Sith, right. you know, dark side of the Force inhabiting a shell. Also, the bioengineering of creating said shell that can that can handle and inhabit your force entity and your your right. soul essentially will say. Well, soul. and it's also a really cool like I guess stepwise like going forward. So like you go from uh, okay, so this this the the forever emperor of the Sith can move from body to body, right? And so he just mm -hmm. like essentially is like a, a demon and can possess other mm -hmm. other bodies. That's right? Exactly what he does. Yep. And so now, like, think of it from Sidious. He's just like, my body's perfect. Everything about me is amazing. I don't want anything else. Just clone me, and I'm good. Like, right. that, like that, he is, like, that's, that is it. Like, that's peak, like, evildoer right there is, like, I don't want, to, I don't want anything else but this. Did you, and that's, did and that's you get really to cool. The, did you get to the part in the book where they talk about Dathan's cloning process? I, I literally, my, the, where I'm at right now is, is they just finished talking to the, um, you're going to get so you're going to answer what you just said. You're going to get insight into Dathan's cloning. Beautiful. I'm going to leave it at that. And once you hit it, we can talk about it. But yeah, that will that will add to what we're talking about right now. Oh, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. I'll just it's, give like little updates every time. Every, every that's fine. No, that book is so good. I, I would I would love to hear you do that. But back to this Plagueis. Having another apprentice. Would mean to me also that the acolyte would die at the end of the show. No, sure, because we're about like two hundred ish years before episode. I think it's a hundred. A hundred. So yeah. I mean, like, that would make sense. Sidious is like in his sixties, right? Ish. So yeah, I mean, he's like, probably not born yet. 
Yeah. So yeah. So it's right before it's right before that. And, and and that'll that that again it'll I think it'll take us from that line of have I told you this the the tale of Darth Plagueis or have you ever heard the tale of Darth Plagueis the wise? Uh, and I think that's gonna that like that'll be a beautiful tie-in because like that that is another thing again think about what what Filoni has been doing he's been clean he's been cleaning up a lot of the uh, the open loopholes for for Lucas. Um, he's kind of just like cleaning up the mess and like, that was a big, that was a big thing that kind of was just left open. It was just like this quick little, quick little mention of a, of a dark Lord who could, who, who was able to, to defeat death. So connecting it. all of the dots based on the rumors, the descriptions of the show, everything we've seen, it's about a hundred years, a little over a hundred years before, um, Phantom Menace. Um, the premise from Disney. Disney's own description says it's about a young Sith woman that is, or um, they don't say Sith, actually. She's dark side. She's a dark user, yeah. Dark force user. Um, and she's basically hunting relics and stuff from around the galaxy. So the premise is, and this, I'm reading this from someone else on Reddit, and this mm-hmm. actually makes the most sense about it of anything I've seen. They think that one of two things, either she encounters Plagueis on her journey and Plagueis takes her as his, his apprentice, mm-hmm. or that she is hunting the relics for Plagueis as his apprentice so they can learn more. But the kicker is this, is this is going to kick the door wide open to start meeting all of the other Sith and the other media because the relics are going to be from who? Darth Revan, Darth Bane, Darth Ndedu, all of these ancient Sith that we know, Darth Malak, Darth Nihilus. And we're going to start learning more about them within the Disney canon yeah, and it's going to open up the door for books and comics and all the ancillary material, possibly games. I doubt live action, maybe animation. Um, Revan would be the only one in that thing that I could see getting live action, um, mainly because he's got a redemption story and ends up being a good guy. Well, in Legends canon, I don't know how they're going to play it with this. Um, so that's the best description I've heard is that this is this show is purposefully being made to introduce us to the to the greater Sith. And yeah. when you finish Shadow of the Sith, you're going to see that the push has already started there. I wouldn't be surprised if the person I described to you last week is also referenced in this show um, as well. Ah, interesting. So I think, I think your wildest dreams and fantasies are coming true, Tim, where they're really starting to tap into the dark side and introduce yeah. us to the Sith mysticism and the things like that. But like you said, too, we're also going to learn about Sith science and Sith bioengineering and all mm-hmm. of the stuff. All that dark side stuff that no one really wants to talk about. So to, to me, this is going to be like your your P de la resistance. Of yeah. Well, I, mean, I knew that from the get go, dude. I knew this was going to be my my edgy, dark show that I needed. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, man. I need my hot topic Sith action. So I think she's going to get killed by a High Republic Jedi at the end of the show. I think that's how it'll end. I, yeah, I guess the High Republic, yeah, that order is still... It, it, that's going to be another interesting point. She might get killed by Yoda. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be really cool. I mean, like, but again, like, that's definitely something that we haven't seen, like, we haven't really figured out yet, because High Republic is going backwards. Yep. And we don't... Like, so we're not going to see a tie-in from High Republic into the... Whatever the what the rise of the the empire, whatever, however that the the new no 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 nomenclature two different errors yeah so it's we're not gonna get that we're not gonna get that tie in piece um for like how the high republic kind of 
or the Jedi Order in the High Republic kind of moves into what we we know and we know the most about. Um, and so like that, that for me, honestly, if we want to just like touch on the High Republic real quick, that's kind of frustrating. Is that they're going they're going this way towards the old Republic, but we know that the old Republic's on on standstill right now because of the game getting put on the back burner. So like it, it, that part of Star Wars feels really awkward, but knowing that we'll have something that's a little bit closer to kind of like pull us into episode one again, like it's, I love the ability to like start from episode one and then watch all this stuff. And it just beautifully just ties in together, but we don't have that one thing that takes you into episode one. We don't have that piece. So like, this could be the closest thing that we have to where you go, okay, I want to watch star Wars. Like, cool. Let's start with chronologically too. Right. Like let's you start said, with, when you let's start with Ath- with Acolyte and then we can watch episode one. When you go back, you, you're the one who told me when you go back and watch Marvel and cinematic after you've seen them all or uh, not cinematic in chronological, in chronological like, order is just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I also th- uh, the part of the rumor, too, is that Yaddle will be a big part of this uh, Acolyte series as well. Is that fan service? Oh, for Tales of the Jedi, she's getting her own story. Sorry about that. Oh, I okay, mixed okay, two okay, okay, uh, things okay. up with the notes. So yeah, so Tales, of the Je- Tales of the Jedi that makes a lot more sense because the entire show is the entire premise for that show is to give backstories to these characters that we either know and love or don't know anything about. I.e., yeah, that show is just lore dumps. That's all it is. is. Yeah, I, I mean, like it. we're gonna get a great we're gonna get a great look at Ahsoka and her Tegruda clan because we know that her clan is different from other Tegrudas. So they yep. operate differently. Uh, Yaddle is and Yaddle and Yoda and Grogu are some of the largest mysteries when it comes to characters in in our Star Wars universe. And so to potentially see the homeworld or to have like you know a really good story of where like Yaddle and Yoda and Grogu originate from, that's exciting. That's really really exciting. And I wouldn't say that's fan service. I would just say like that is that is something that people have been asking for for a really really long time. And I don't think they knew how to deliver that properly until mm-hmm. now when they had this this entire idea for giving, you know, doing an animated lore dump, if you will. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I also am excited for Ahsoka's backstory after learning more about the Tegruda in, I forget which High Republic book it was. Remember their queen, the Huntress? Yeah, that was, uh, that was the fall, that was Falling Star. Yeah, the Republic Fair one. Yep. Um, whole dude. Yeah, they're badass, badass, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's really cool. I was like, imagine your leader, sheer queen. Nah, she's the huntress. Yeah. This is <laughs> very like, Amazonian, right? Okay, dude. You got Wonder Woman and Star Wars over here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So I. Uh, I. I. I think Mandalorian season three is going to knock our socks off when it comes to learning more about the Mandalorians. I think we're finally going to get that piece of the puzzle because everyone, all the actors and actresses that are in it saying like, yeah, we're going to focus on Mandalore this time. Your, your big thing after that is um, going to be Acolyte. And it, I think it's going to be that introduction to the Sith that, you know, the, the, the casual Star Wars fan doesn't really know much about. They don't know about Darth Bane. They don't know about Revan. They don't know about any of these. They know Vader. They know Palpatine, and yep. that's about it. Maybe Plagueis' name if they paid close attention in episode three. Um, so oh, like I think... Darth Maul and Dooku, I guess. Darth Maul's not a Sith by the end. Oh, of come it. on, Kevin. <laughs> Count Dooku's awesome, because I love Christopher Lee. Bro, he's in Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. 
And, 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 did you know when he was filming Lord of the Rings? Did you know when he was filming Lord of the Rings? He was correcting the script writers on things. You know why? Because my dude had personally spoken to Tolkien (laughs) and had asked him a million questions about it. So he was like one of the last living people that could speak directly from conversations he had with the damn author. Process that for a moment. That's so crazy. That, is that also, neat. you know, who else does that? Henry Cavill on the set of The Witcher. That doesn't surprise me. He is the he, he keeps, is he is the king of the nerds. All of my the actors, my king. All the other actors say he's so annoying on set because he walks over to the screenwriters. He's like, I think we should change this from this because in page two hundred fifty three of this Witcher book, he says this, and this doesn't really align with something Geralt would say. They'd be like, All right, bud, then then change it. Like, go. I for love it. him so much, dude. <laughs> Between him building PCs, painting models for for uh, Warhammer. For Witcher stuff, missing the call to be Wow. He he missed the call to be Superman because he was raiding in Wow. Well, he didn't like miss it. He got a voicemail. That's he missed it. You might want to (laughs) take. Yeah, it's crazy. I love hearing that story. It's so cool. But he had, you know, he had the the sweet loot drop, so he was very busy at that moment. Um. So yeah, king king of the nerds forever and ever. I saw a picture of him yesterday, and it was just him fishing on a boat, and and it was a woman in a fish costume, and just said, "Sup, bro." Um, anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for Star Wars of Scotch episode 95, the push to 100 and Andor is coming. So exciting that that all lined up. Thank you, Disney. Uh, so, uh, and that is not a phrase I say quite often these days. Uh, so so- right now. <laughs> we need to have a Disney podcast where we're just like two dads and like, we call it dads and Disney or something. We just bitch about Disney. Bitch park. about Disney. Oh the man. Parks we- and shit for an hour. That'd be the most popular podcast. All right, Tim and I went to these Disney. old guys. Tim and I went to Disney again this weekend, and boy, are we mad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can check out Tim. He's Darkest429 everywhere on the internet. Make sure you go over to his Facebook page Monday through Friday and even Saturday and Sunday sometimes and around 9 a.m.-ish Eastern at p.gg slash Darkest429 and Darkest429 everywhere else. Everything I do is on raredrop.co if you want to chat with me directly. Hit me up on Instagram, kmagic101, or on Twitter, KevinXVision. Make sure you head over to kingscoastcoffee.com and don't forget six episodes of Rare Drop Roleplay Adventures in Middle Earth coming the first week of September. We are so excited to introduce you to a, a, a I don't, do you call it a one shot when it's six episodes? No, that's not a, that, I mean, yes, it? Paul I mean, says yes. Yeah. So, okay. So it's a one shot uh, uh, for an adventure in Middle Earth. And maybe six episodes in one go? No, 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 no. Oh, I thought a one-shot is when you just, like, continuously just keep shooting. I think because it has a beginning and an end, it's considered a one-shot. It's not oh, an open-ended D&D I was like, campaign. Man, that is going to be the longest D&D campaign ever. No. <laughs> just 18 hours of PST. I really need to eat. I'm so tired. <laughs> Get back, dwarf! <laughs> you know? <laughs> You all have a great week. We'll see you next week for episode 96 of Star Wars and Scotch. And as always, Timmy, may the force be with you. Always. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.